1: Now, Donald Trump will remain on the Michigan Republican primary ballot after a ruling today from the state Supreme Court. And the Iowa caucuses, the first nominating contest in the 2024 election cycle, it's just over two weeks away. Joining us now to look at the polling ahead of next year's general election is Muhammad Yunus, editor-in-chief of Gallup. How does the polling set up into those primaries?
2: Well, President Biden today sits at the lowest approval rating of any other modern president going into a reelection election year. Um, my colleague, Megan Brennan, recently did a phenomenal analysis taking our latest presidential approval number, which was essentially running through the month of December. And he sits today at 39 percent overall approval. It's a two point increase from the month before. But listen to the other presidents who were up against this contest, uh, particularly at this time of their presidency. President Trump, 45 percent. President Obama, 43 uh, all the way down to George H.W. W. Bush at 51%. President Reagan and Carter at 54 So President Biden goes into this election year with a very challenged uh, approval rating if history is to prove um, you know, prescient to the future. Of course, you mentioned, Somali, that this is a very unique election year. There's a lot of kind of third variable factors. So the historic trend should really be studied closely, but also keep in mind that we are in a hyper-partisan environment. It shows in our data that dates back through every modern president, basically, that presidents tend to have lower approval ratings and you see it in that list for the most part, with the exception of George W. Bush uh, on the heels of 9-11. And that's only continued to worsen in, in, in President Biden's time.
1: What are you watching most walking into the Republican primaries in particular? What are the trends?
2: Well, I mean, one of the things that will really come up a lot, and we did a 30-year analysis on the issues that really drive the partisan wedge the most here in America. And what we found is essentially things around the size of government or the power of big government. And I mentioned that because with President Trump's legal challenges, um, that's going to be a very powerful message that he's likely to drive uh, throughout the election campaign as we get closer to the contest. It's important to note also that attitudes around the economy tend to be the most important topic for any voter going into any election in modern times, whether uh, they are a Democrat or a Republican. So how the economy is doing in your previous segment about really this, the true state of the economy um, are going to be really critical when it comes to November. Obviously, that's light years away in terms of how we think the economy will be doing. Right now, we see a relative improvement in our economic competence index at Gallup where we essentially assess people's sentiment about the economy now and where they see it going in the future. Um, But it's still far in the negative and um, Republicans will definitely be driving that topic home. The other really important topic for Republicans will be immigration. One of the most important questions we ask monthly is what is the most important problem facing the country today, and immigration is relatively high for Republicans, it usually is already, but over a third of Republicans say that immigration is the number one problem facing the country, and you're going to see that topic brought up um, time and again, particularly with the fact pattern at the border, which is really exceptional based just on headlines from this morning and previous couple days.
3: So, Mohammed, the Michigan Supreme Court leaving intact that ruling which allows Donald Trump to stay on the Republican nominee ballot, this after Colorado booted him. How does this progress, and we should all bear in mind that none of this is any reflection on whether or not Donald Trump can be on the general election ballot?
2: Well, from our perspective at Gallup, where we're really focused on public opinion um, and not so much on the federal court system or legal battles from, from state to, to court. Um, it's essentially going to be about when people start tuning in. Right now, most Americans are actually not paying that much attention, frankly, to the election. They're certainly not paying as much attention as we are to it uh, collectively here in this conversation. But as the year progresses, um, and as you mentioned, that's one of the huge kind of third variables in this scenario. As these cases unfold differently for every state, it'll be really interesting to see how much it impacts. um, Right. And so are you polling
3: in these states in order to get an early glimpse as to what it might mean for the voters there, if they're turned off, if they're in agreement with their state Supreme Court or their state uh, high court or what have you? Have we any data on that yet?
2: Yeah, well, at Gallup, we don't do state polls. Uh, We do the national picture. And one of the things that has really come through in all of that national polling, and we have done quite a bit of it ever since um, the very beginning of these legal issues is that for the most part, people who support president Trump don't really, impact, it doesn't really impact their perception of him. Um, in fact, the more, uh, these cases have come to the forefront, it seems to very clearly both in our polls and, and others. And I think this is a pretty established theory now, uh, it's only solidifying his support with his base. So the notion that any one state government, uh, court decision is going to sort of throw off the election. Um, or throw off a primary for him, is not necessarily something that's rooted in the data. I know that's a very exciting thing to kind of consider happening. But based on the data, what we find is that essentially people that support President Trump are going to continue to do so throughout um, the whole myriad of legal challenges he now faces.
3: So then we have Joe Lieberman and the known labels, unity, potential, uh you know, nominee or not nominee, but at least, you know, entrant into the race. Have you done any polling on whether that will actually impact things?
2: Well, you know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because one of the really interesting trends right now is the relative high rate of people who identify as independents. Um, right now, today, it's about a, a third of Americans, excuse me, 42 percent of Americans identify as independents. That rate is actually held pretty steady since a high that we at first captured in 2008, 2009. So as uh, Lieberman, um, Kennedy, all of these other uh, uh, leaders step to the fore and really try to present an alternative approach that goes kind of beyond the bipartisan uh, paradigm, it will be interesting to see if they can garner that support. Now, that being said, it's important to keep in mind, first of all, that um, national politics and national parties tend to not be very popular when it comes to public opinion. So when we ask people to identify as one group or the other, you're really getting down to the core. And right now there are more people identifying as independents than Democrats um, or Republicans. Mm-hmm. The other factor with that is to keep in mind that just because people identify as independents, it doesn't mean they necessarily all agree on a particular ideology or a set of policies. Um, a lot of times it essentially is somebody that's refusing to pick a side because they're turned off by both or people who tend to lean in one direction or another on it, on one topic mm-hmm. or the other. Now, so I, even though there's a relative high, it doesn't mean these folks are gonna when be When we think victorious. about the, the
1: field that is building into next year also, we've broken a lot of news on this program about a large Republican donor starting to rally behind Nikki Haley. At what point and what would it take for really more polling to fall into her favor?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's very early. Obviously, um, Nikki Haley is a very competent and um, effective national figure at this point. Um, It'll be interesting to see how things unfold. We are not polling necessarily on her in depth right now. Um, Her challenge, like all others, stepping in before a former president and an incumbent president, is that that name recognition is going to be a challenge. Now, as the public begins to focus on the election, um, and we're gonna see that halfway through the year, it'll be telling whether uh, Nikki Haley can really garner the name recognition that would even give someone who is stepping into an arena with two former presidents, current presidents, a chance to even be known and heard. Um, we've seen many of the other names that have entered uh, the, the race, haven't really garnered um, any kind of significant or unique early name recognition factor, whether it's Governor DeSantis or others. So that's always the question with somebody stepping into a contest between very established, home, uh, uh, you know, recognized names like Trump and Biden. Um, Halfway through the year, could things change? Absolutely, but right now we don't see that um, either in our polls or really in others.
3: All right, Mohamed, we have to leave it there. Thank you. I do want to mention, though, that you also have uh, new data out on Israel and one in four Israeli adults currently supporting the existence of an independent Palestinian state. So Israelis no longer supporting a two-state solution, I think, is your finding. Our thanks to Gallup Editor-in-Chief
0: Mohamed Yunus. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.